Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. I'm Maria Menunos, and you're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz begin. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to a very special Friday morning if you're in the Americas edition of the Motherland Fort Salem After Buzz TV After Show. I am Kevin Allen, and uh, we are here to talk about our fourth episode of the series, Hail Bell Pain, and I'm doing it with an amazing team of panelists. First, Gunnar Texera. Everyone, I love Supernatural. I'm so excited to talk about this episode because this has definitely been my favorite of the season so far. Tori Weaver. Yes, I'm here. I'm super excited to get into this episode because it was definitely an exciting one. Mm-hmm. Brian Santos. Hello, friends. Love seeing the men again on this episode. Excited to talk about it. <laughs> and coming straight from Beltane herself, our very special guest, Jessica Sutton. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> Thank you for being here. We're, this is such a treat. Uh, you had mentioned that you had been watching uh, at least one of our after shows, and so you know how much of a fan of your character we all are. Uh, so <laughs> we're just we're just tickled to have I you here. With us. Thank you so much. And that just tickles me. My God <laughs> is soaring like an eagle. Oh uh, yeah, that makes me feel so happy. <laughs> uh, there's great energy in the air, and that's because we have so much to talk about. We're gonna go down a lot of big talking points for this uh, very festive episode. We're gonna talk with Alder mm. and uh, Mama Bellwether. We finally get to meet her and see what she's like in person. We're gonna go over the whole Beltane festivities, both day and night. And uh, I wanna close our conversation talking about Scylla and the Necros because there are some yeah. really big revelations happening toward the end of this episode. And you know, make sure you guys are staying tuned the whole time because we're gonna have a little chat with Jessica here since we are being graced with her company. Uh, but before we get into <laughs> all of this, Guys, uh, what'd you what what'd you think of Beltane? We got to have a fun episode away from boot camp. I just have that song in my head. I just love right? the song. That <laughs> wasn't that wasn't, by the way, that wasn't the song that we uh, initially choreographed the dance to. Oh, um, okay. And that was actually done. I think that was one of our yeah. That was Kevin Masick, our executive producer of the show. Um, he kind of snuck us a peek at um, the edits, I think, while we were shooting episode eight. And he was just saying that it just needed a little bit more oomph. And so that ended up being the song choice. And it was edited together like, you know, that could have just been the original song. But the mm-hmm. dances were incredible. So I still have that song in my head. <laughs> well, yeah, I i would say sorry go ahead um i would say i love the episode too um overall thoughts like jessica said it was so fun to see the dance um i'm a dancer so that was so fun to see um definitely how the dance went straight into all the real fun (laughs) that was so cool to see so i just loved the episode it was definitely a lot of fun gunner hi couldn't agree more. This is for sure my favorite episode thus far this season. I just loved everything about it. Um, the whole celebration, I loved just the dance. I loved the, chore- the choreography. I have so many dancers in my life, and it was such a great compilation. And you guys were all incredibly talented, um, Jess. And I just thought all of it. Alder killed it in her part too in that dance. Right? I was, I said, <laughs> okay, <laughs> okay. <laughs> Yeah, no, Lynn is, Lynn is a force of nature. She just, she blows me away. I mean, on and off screen. Um, Demetria also has that effect. Um, Anacostia, every time she, she just totally, I, I don't know, I want to be her when I grow up. Like, it's like... <laughs> Uh, Tori, what'd you think of the episode? Yeah, no, I just have to echo everything that everyone has said. It was a really good episode. I think it um, topped the last episode with the excitement and the um, the unit being able to relax and us being, seeing more of their personalities. It was just really nice. It had so many layers and I enjoyed each and every one. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. One of them. So really excited to just dive in because it was so much packed into this episode. Yeah. And uh, since we're all talking about that awesome dance number, it, to me, it reminded me like a 21st century take of like a traditional tutor <laughs> dance that, you know, like the the nobility does in the court. Yeah. like the whole like <laughs> yes. yeah yeah like everyone kind of, knew their part that's exactly, that's exactly what the vibe was like we kind of yeah. mixed it it was like this traditional with um a slightly more um like it's got a funk there was also a lot more grind like bump and grind in the choreography that was also kind of taken out um uh, our choreographer Paul and Tori were incredible, and they they were just pitching all kinds of ideas. But I mean, with the crew that we had, the dance crew, I mean, I felt like I was in So You Think You Could Dance or something, and they they made us look so good. Um, yeah, just <laughs> incredible. Did the dance crew stick around for the non-dance parts of the episodes? Did they, did they like fill out the extras? The the audience. <laughs> um, <laughs> I meant like, I meant like no, people were just like yeah. chatting and mingling beforehand. But yeah, sure, why not? A little, action, a little action on the side. No, they they um they kind of we did the we did the dance, but we 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 did we did actually go straight into shooting that. That was all one day, but they left straight after the dance. It was a we the dance kind of pretty much occupied most of the morning through to late evening and then just as the light was going I think we were just rushing to kind of you know get that perfect silhouette light Mm. that we could then shoot moody (laughs) (laughs) honestly I I didn't even think that they had brought in professional dancers to fill out the Mm -hmm. group of guys and gals that had been all occupying the festivities uh because there were so many recognizable faces in that number yours included that just everything blended so seamlessly. I, I just assumed every everyone on the set could dance. Just like, like oh, we, how fortunate for us that everybody has talent. Well, that was that was how we were. Yeah, I think that was how it was. We were supposed to feel. I do remember that there were a few extras that kind of, um, especially as Kai and I kind of leave. We're on the bridge and we're kind of going into, <laughs> yeah. out, you know, going to frozen tree. Um, uh. But yeah, that was, I think there was, a, like, there was a few extras kind of running behind to try and just make it seem like we had just come off the dance floor. Um, yeah, there was just so much detail with like, um, uh, with kind of, especially that episode being Beltane. I remember reading, I think it was episode two at the table reading and then Elliot kind of dropped in that there was going to be this dance number and we were like, there's going to be a dance number. I mean, we're a military witch show. We can't get cooler than that. And they're now <laughs> going to add a dance number. And I'm like, okay, whoa, okay, whoa, 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 whoa. Which episode is this? And then um, he was like, it's episode four. And from that, I think everyone was just kind of like episode four, episode four. It's going to be, you know, the big one. And it definitely felt that way. The build-up was huge, and it was, it was um, definitely not an anticlimax. <laughs> I think mean, we were all just wait, we were all just kind of waiting to see how we were going to, especially with the love the love scenes and mm-hmm. um, how they were going to do that. You know, it yeah. still being warm, it being you know tasteful, and um, but yet still very much sticking to the the celebration of sex that is um, which is a huge theme within the world of the show. Mm-hmm. I think this is definitely your episode too like you just really yes. shine your character really got to shine and we're so happy to have you on for this episode mm-hmm. to talk about all that fun stuff. Literally she just she was shiny. Yeah. <laughs> I love how the fans are. I mean I think they they dub now. They've dubbed Tally as the baby brigade, like captain of the baby brigade and <laughs> I just love their fierce protection. Um and I was just thinking about it. It's it's 
it's I think it's testament to how I I mean playing Tally was a gift it felt like a love letter to my 10 year old kid self um and you know her just being the innocent um and I think everyone just feeling you know the the love the fan love in particular is coming from a place where I think they can resonate with that innocence self and they want to protect that in themselves as well and you kind of just know that growing up brings a world of hurt and that kind of kid is going to learn some tough lessons um and kind of just wishing that we could somehow preserve that and still just want to be that 10 year old self that wishes and believes that she could save the world you know <laughs> so i think that's 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 super special um but on top of that the yeah her being the the virgin of the group i knew it was coming i knew it by the first by the pilot i was like yep okay there's going to be a scene where <laughs> Abigail is going to take her under her wing and there's going to be a, a lesson of some sort of demonstration. Um, but yeah, by the time the boys arrived, it was kind of, okay, I see where this is going. I see where this is going. <laughs> what I loved about this episode and I, the whole brigade dynamic that you were kind of alluding to was I felt like this was the episode where you you have bonded. This wasn't the one that maybe had the catalyst that like finally got the group to get together, but I felt like you were a very cohesive unit. You guys were all on the same page. Um, as much as everyone kind of maybe doubted Raelle that she would show up, they also trusted that she would get there, and she did. Yeah. She followed through. Um, well, I mean, Abigail... She she would like have her reasons if she didn't show up. I think the episode really starts in that somber note, especially after Porter's death. And um, I mean, what Rael did um, in terms of the lengths that she went to try and heal him so far, so much so that she was almost dragged down into uh, death herself. Yeah. So um, I don't know. I think that there is there is an, there's a hope that she's going to be okay at the at the beginning, but we don't know how quickly she's going to recover. And um, and yet she still manages to to show up for Tally. Um, and her unit and understanding that. Um, and I think this is kind of also the backstory that is alluded with Elder and, you know, the behind the scenes and just the importance of Beltane as being the sacred ritual um, and needed more than ever. Oh yeah, there, no, she, she said Beltane, sacred Beltane matters. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, we, we as the audience definitely get to see how that is resolved by the end of the episode it, it definitely did matter it made a huge impact on everyone and now your unit is like ready or everyone really because swipe two is ready to, to kick total ass yeah um, like <laughs> so you guys have really leveled up by the end of this episode getting all charged yeah mm -hmm. yeah it's uh by design that way that's how elliot lawrence's mind works and you know our genius showrunner and our creator he's he's really mapped this all out. And, um, you know, the way, you know, I, at first we didn't, I mean, in, in, in the pilot, I think, I think sex is only alluded to, um, and there's really a lot more focus on the power of voice and finding your voice as an individual and waking the witch, waking the woman. Um, and yeah, just, I really love the progression then of three and then four of the other kind of side of that, which is very much, um, yeah, sex as it's portrayed without its shame. Yeah. Um, and I remember preparing for the, you know, the, those episodes and I still had my own shame because we're still in this world. Right. And there were times when I would come to, uh, Elliot and I was concerned. I just felt that it was like, oh, it was so desperate and, it was uncomfortable to play and he just reminded me he's like but she's 18 and she has no shame and this is a totally different conversation so this is the world that we're creating and we want to show it um and that was just that was beautiful i was like you're right you know as a, as an actor this is the challenge um is to find is to find that so Plus, we had an amazing, I mean, the, the cast of men that we have. 
um, are also mm -hmm. incredible. Um, yeah. And each of them had their own sensitivity that they were bringing to um, to the roles and the different partnerships now that we're all like linked. <laughs> well, I, I loved in particular Rael's new friend, uh, Brian, Byron, Byron. Byron, yeah. Yeah, yeah and you know, and <laughs> he did exactly what he was brought there to do. He right? brought a new energy into her life and got her to get past whatever hardship was holding her back. It was just mm -hmm. as effective as everybody else's method straight mm -hmm. out of that book. Um, totally. I, I, yeah, I think, um, they, they did a great job, this, the whole show and your, your showrunner, especially in envisioning or recontextualizing how sex is seen and mm. the benefit it has to the individual. Um, mm. Like, I thought, it was, I thought it was weird and not bad, but weird that we had a military <laughs> officer kind of like giving this preamble that felt like it came out of a young adult fantasy novel. <laughs> a lot yeah. of using just a lot of flourishing language that you wouldn't expect to get out of the military. But that's yeah. because we live, like you said, in a world where um, in, intuition and emotion and just like the getting in touch with your feminine side, all of those kind of instinctual elements about being a human being are kind of kept aside. And yeah. it was nice to see them like, no, they have great value and purpose. You just have to trust in that. And that's what this whole episode was about. I loved it. And don't you find like, I mean, I was always really curious, you know, how do you, so especially the thing that really stood out for me when I was, when I read the pilot um, and just for me, the refreshing part of the, oh, there's so many bits, but I think how we are portrayed, like the symbol of the witch is portrayed. Um, mm. That is so beyond like the typical Halloween crone or the, you know, the temptress that fornicates with the devil. And it's presenting this really positive, oh, empowered, but then you've got this feminine power, right? Which, which is unmistakable. And you've got this um, setting, which is typical, typically masculine. And it's kind of like, well, how would you portray the feminine masculine and I think Elliot just does that especially with introducing sex as being um such an incredible force um and really kind of still speaking into that you know that mother nature and nurture and this abundance um but it's being it's been but it's being harnessed into um into 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 power I mean we're seeing in in episode two when tally wind strikes that civilian through uh through the window she you know you're really seeing a force that's not just portrayed as um nurturing it's also very destructive um yeah that, that feminine rage right as being yeah. um powerful powerful um i want to say ugly but that's not the right you know game that's formidable yeah formidable um, well, let's take a step back toward the uh, the beginning of the episode and discuss this kind of feminine strength you're describing with um, Alder and her team and we and her. Uh, I don't know what position Mama Bellwether had, but definitely high up in the ranks. And uh, yes. we we've we've been discussing on this show like, okay, who do we trust between Alder and Quartermain? And now we get to see Mama Bellwether. So I want I want to throw in my panel here. Um, after that conversation about whether or not they should continue with Beltane and what actions we should take regarding this free possibly having infiltrated the base, where do you guys stand on who to trust? Tori? ready. Tori, ready. Uh, I don't really think, okay, we all know that I don't trust Alder. We just, we already know. Um, <laughs> I still don't. I just still don't, but I think that both Bellwether and Alder both had the same, um, I think they both brought good things to the situation. You know, Bellwether was correct that, you know, us from the audience know that Scylla is a part of the spree and that it was important to try to figure out what exactly was going on. But then Alder kind of saying that the reason that we have this is to strengthen the unit and to strengthen the camp as a whole to, in order to combat whatever issue we may find. I think they needed both of those things. Like I think the, um, the process that Anacostia came up with, with implementing both, you know, we're going to do a sweep of security while they're out on the field um, doing their thing. 
I think that was a good compromise between the two ideas. And I think both of them kind of had the same end goal in mind. I still don't trust anyone. (laughs) So it didn't really, you know, it didn't really do anything. And I also feel like Alder and I could be biased because of previous episodes, but it didn't really seem like either of them wanted to compromise. I think Anna Constantine kind of jumped in and forced the compromise. I don't know if if she wasn't there, if they would have came to some sort of agreement. It probably just would have been you know, whatever Alder said, because she's obviously higher in command. So uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't <laughs> trust her still. Mm. I kind of feel the same way. Uh, I think that everyone, like, in the end, made the right choice by compromising and kind of doing both things. But at the same time, I can't figure out who wanted to do what for what reason. Mm. So I'm like, I'm like, I don't, y'all made the right decisions, but I don't trust you either. <laughs> Gunner, what are your thoughts? This is the episode that I, well, I just fell more in love with Alder with her whole like like story arc for the rest of the episode. But I this is where I feel like Anacostia really got liked by the fans, I think, more because she was the compromise and the middleman. And I think that's who she plays to um Alder. She plays the one that's kind of like, okay, this is what she's saying, and it's really intense, but like I'm gonna like translate it so it doesn't sound so harsh because Alder has that years of generation and like years of experience that's like, I don't really care if I hurt your feelings. I'm gonna tell you what I'm thinking and what's like needs to be said. And Anacostia is going to like public relations it almost and <laughs> mom bellwether not my favorite i don't trust i don't really trust her because, well i think yeah. i more think that she i Why? think it's more that she, i think it's more she's just so <laughs> too mission oriented that i'm just like but you got to respect the tradition and i love that like alder wanted to keep the celebration keep the morale I and mean, that's so important in like the military environment and keeping those kind of experiences because you want to keep that positive it's not all work especially not in motherland it's all about work and fun Mm-hmm. Yeah, she she strikes me as the kind of military tactician who's more about like how many ships do we have, not about the quality of our people, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, which I mean, it I it has to have value. I can only imagine mm-hmm. it does in strategic yeah, planning. But she's got to understand mm-hmm. that it's oh, what's that old wartime quote? It's um, it's war, wars are won by not by weapons but by men or something like that. It was in Captain America. I can't remember. Anyway, Brian. Well, I want to chime in to you definitely because I mentioned before that I didn't trust Anacostia, but I agree with Gunnar 1000% that I really grew to like her in this episode. Um, I think Alder just wanted to continue belting because she wanted to get hers. Um, much, like everybody, <laughs> much like everybody else up in there. Because <laughs> I saw her with Witch Daddy and the biddies up in there. Like I saw her getting hers. So uh, <laughs> I, I 100% agree that there was definitely everyone's different motivations behind wanting to continue um alder probably for more reasons than one. <laughs> oh my gosh also the witch daddy so i guess you saw oh. that, that's ashley's term she coined yeah. <laughs> episode three well nick came up to speak to us and oh, um you know it was all really official you know this is which father and then suddenly i don't know she just lets that slip and i think you know, yeah no we just <laughs> The that internet it. took away with it. It was done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, I totally, loved it. I totally expect the internet to do something like that, and now I'm like, yeah, I see, absolutely see why. <laughs> um, well, so I made the note for myself that Alder, it's as wizened as she is, like you said, Gunner. Uh, she's got all this, these generations of years of experience, um, but it seems like we're time after time, she doesn't trust her own subordinates, that her generals or her lieutenants or sergeants or whatever will come to her with their opinions and she's always rejecting them. So yeah, like Tori said, thank thank goodness for Quartermain kind of stepping in and getting her to find some compromise. But I'm noticing this pattern in Alder that it's Mm -hmm. her way or the highway. And so now I don't know whether to trust her, not necessarily because I think she's got like ulterior motives, but I'm not really trusting her judgment anymore. That's very Guys, true. So painful. <laughs> ah, I didn't. I wasn't counting on how painful it was because there's so much. Ah, I think after not you know knowing knowing kind of where the season is going and especially episode ten, I can't <laughs> say anything. I don't trust myself too. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> drop the call. Just, drop the call. The, I'm just gonna be here in the corner, just nodding. 
I do think there's a there's a there there might be I might, I'm, I think I'm safe in in as 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 far as you know Elliot has um as has told me um but I yeah I think it's only subtly hinted to um that you know the kind of importance around Beltane and this is generally I think understanding this maybe you understand Alder's um kind of uh you know it's gonna go ahead kind of mm -hmm. thing with with um with Beltane and the importance around that is in the in the world of Fort Salem there is a fertility problem with mm -hmm. the witness. so yeah. numbers are dwindling and that kind of you know yeah and, and especially with um obviously the the um what is what does Anacostia say they call it war meat you know so there's also a lot of people dying at war on the mm -hmm. front lines and they're having to kind of sustain numbers um mm -hmm. and that also kind of you know I think the 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 large lack of men that you see initially um is also tied into the fertility rate problem mm -hmm. mm, so that was that's kind of something I I would I, you know, I, I think it's, yeah, it's only hinted to, it isn't kind of, um, maybe, maybe if there's season two, uh, we'll be able to dive into it more, but I, yeah, that was something that was, 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 was pretty important and kind of what the whole cast knew going in, um, of the, of the importance of Beltane and the participation <laughs> as yeah, Mama Beltane, yeah. Jill Morrison, <laughs> doing <laughs> his best, yeah, she, she's so great. Loved, I love sharing screen with her. I love that moment with Tally and her. She's just oh, like, yeah. Okay, I gotta, I gotta talk to you. And I'm like, I felt that personally. I'm like, all these, like, don't mess with my man by Nivea moments. She's like, that's my man. I'm gonna get him. Like, <laughs> but don't you love it? She's kind of just like, let it go, you know? Yeah, mm -hmm. she's like, like no, 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 we actually have, we have a little <laughs> problem. Um, yeah, but I want that one. <laughs> <laughs> And then it's just not like it's not like satisfying Tally at all, and mm -hmm. she just kind of, like brings off to Abigail, who also <laughs> kind of basically says the same thing in um, in her wisdom. And I love that line. I think although um yeah, I do think my favorite line is that we get it. You're having sex. I oh think yeah, that's oh god, my favorite I love that. Line of oh great. Show. Of the whole show, <laughs> maybe it's just the it's just the kind the comic timing of that scene between um between those two um and yeah just kind of you know having now seen the episode it just really um it's beautiful kind of it just gives that comedic li like life to it that you need mm -hmm. um, while we're all um <clears throat> having sex in the bushes in <laughs> well i i loved uh, how this episode was both hot and heavy there was a lot of really serious important stuff happening in the background that the whole um, unit was completely unaware of and so it was balancing out for the audience like we got to have this light colorful playful scene uh, scenes intermixed with these darker much more serious ones <laughs> it was just a really well-rounded awesome episode um, so on that note let's get into some of that dark stuff and so Scylla and the Necromancers uh, mm. which is the best band name I can come up with this week. Um, they are continuing their work while Beltane is going off. This was part of that compromise that we're going to get to the bottom of this investigation and uh, see if we can get uh, some interrogation out of this corpse. Uh, I love seeing Scylla sweat. So I was all for that. What, what about you guys? Gunnar, you've got a big smile. You on my side with this? I, oh, yeah. I thought this was because I loved the way the episode ended too, that like how, because it kind of like how the whole scene played out and then with our like ending, I was like, whoa, like it just like fit really well with me. And I liked the concept. I thought it was like, I thought it was gonna be much more gruesome. Like the bird scene grossed me out already as it was, but I thought like almost <laughs> the corpse was gonna come a lot more alive. And I was like, I'm not ready to see this corpse start talking and walking. And <laughs> it was much more just like almost like a puppet, like almost like a megaphone for him. And I mm -hmm. thought watching her sweat and almost be confused, I liked that. Because I was like, okay, this leaves good development for later. Be like, how did she get away with this? Mm -hmm. 
I thought she had pulled it off because she was clearly trying, like, oh, she she irritated me so yeah. much. Yeah. Like, she tried to raise the temperature, and I was like, no, she's going to get away with it. And then they caught her and brought her into the room, and she made that last-ditch effort to, like, marionette him or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. And I now I don't know if it was actually her doing it or one of her spree superiors. Mm-hmm. Um, I was just if, enraged that she was getting away with it that yeah they crack open this nut and he's just saying the same bullshit that she fed him uh part extremely sad language but i was so bummed that she didn't get caught i wanted her to get caught so bad yeah i didn't Uh uh-uh okay i want want to disagree i I wanted her to get caught yeah, I wanted her to get caught, but I knew it wasn't going to happen because we were only on episode four. So I was like, they're not going to have this blow up in her face so early in the season. Um, and there's so much development, like, you know, what we saw with the spree, that there's so much more that she has to do. So they're they're trying to plant those seeds. So we do see that. But I, I totally echo you guys when I was like, oh, my God, she's going to raise the temperature. She's going to get away with this. And then, of course, she did. So but I also think it's an interesting point that you mentioned, Kevin, about did she really like marionette him or did she was it the spree or was it just the way they kind of like flip the situation where he kind of did you know lie about it so it's definitely interesting to see well at the end at the um, end of the episode do you guys remember how it ends yeah the, yeah the, mm-hmm. the, so, and i believe the di- i think the dialogue maybe i'm mistaken but um obviously the the spree disguised as rael we they i think they were saying that you know you um you've got to get your you've got to get your shit together because i'm yeah. sick of cleaning up after you and I think that implied to it was actually her, it was it was she yeah. who kind mm-hmm. of cleaned up. Yes, yes. Scylla yes. yeah. was expecting to be found out, and she was mm-hmm. just surprised when Porter said what he said, which was like, mm-hmm. "Yes, I didn't kill myself." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Sad. It's just, oh. Yeah, Tori, Tori, gosh, <laughs> you know, Tori. okay. In the first episode, <laughs> I said that you cannot be too trusting of people when you don't know them. Now, this is, if Rael, I mean, I, you know, I love her now. She's grown on me. But you just cannot, you never know who you're dealing with. And I think this is just a sign of that. And now we got to watch the next episode. She's probably going to get herself invited to the wedding. Now, that also rubs me the wrong way. Because you cannot mm-hmm. just invite people into your Thank house. Thank you. Don't know who they are. <laughs> then no, RSVP. Like, and not a wedding. Exactly. <laughs> and she already told Rael, like, you can't invite a plus one because you're already my plus one. And I said, exactly. You are here, you sit there and eat your salad. You don't come in here and bring somebody <laughs> else. And so it is just going to irritate me because I don't, I, I think it just might be me, but I am just not that trusting. I just know. And this is the reason why, because you never know what balloon is controlling them. You just can't, you cannot. So I'm just, I just know that like, she's gonna, you know, she got away with it. The guy didn't say anything. So now they're gonna think that like, she's just this great girlfriend and it's just gonna irritate me for another episode. <laughs> See, that's why I'm so bothered with, that's why I wanted her to get caught right away. Like, Uh, episodic narratives are fun and all, but I'm so upset that she keeps pulling the wool over Raelle's eyes. And I don't know, mm -hmm. like, Raelle's smart. I know she's smart, and she, it's not that she's distrusting, and it's not that she's gullible. Like, she definitely has been going back and forth and keeping her eye on um, Scylla. But I felt like Scylla was so damn obvious when she was being questioned about the she way totally she gaslighted her she was like it was every like every flag deflection mm-hmm. technique in the book she threw Toxic. one after the other and mm-hmm. the red flags so but i gotta remember she's like 17 Kevin, and i was 17 love makes she's in love fine. love makes cannot be that blind rayel needs to put her glasses on <laughs> but rayel's never okay, felt love like this rayel's never felt love like this she's never felt okay. some love that's okay. just Priscilla. now they're gonna bring all this drama <laughs> to the bellwether wedding and y'all know i love the bellwethers and y'all gonna mess with this wedding i knew that's all the reason you cared <laughs> and i do not I love episode five. so excited well I episode five Stress. is the bellwether episode we're it going, is Abigail, uh, for sure. So we're going straight from the uh, Bel- Beltane ceremony to the wedding ceremony. Yeah, which which um um you know um Abigail's um Petra, her 
got a name there for a second petra bellwether alludes to um mm -hmm. kind of just going like you, you, need to, you need to invite the, the unit to the wedding um yeah and so yeah. sorry my mom's just listening in can you close <laughs> the door <laughs> She's like trying to be so sneaky about it. I'm like, no. <laughs> um, she, <laughs> she, she alludes to um, that that's going to be what follows. Is that now the unit is actually going to go off base. And um, we're getting Abigail's hesitation. Mm. Um, and I think while we're seeing like unit cohesion, they're still, they're still learning about each other. And I and I think Abigail just understands how image is very important for her mother and yeah, the, well, the surface of things and the shape of things. And she's got this just amount of pressure of trying to um, <clears throat> kind of be her own person and be mm -hmm. the leader that her ancestors um, would be proud of. Um, mm -hmm. Oh, that line gets me every time oh. where she's just saying, you're your your ancestors wildest dreams it just like just goes right through me with that scene because we're understanding the incredible privilege but also the the heavy responsibility um mm -hmm. of coming from such legacy yes a lot of pressure a lot mm -hmm. of stakes a lot of stakes and I, I i think and i think you know in in, in terms of like tally's kind of um she is very much for the unit unity, so she is understanding the um, the nuances that need to be played. But I do think she's equally really distracted right now with Garrett mm -hmm. and sex is on the mind, um, <laughs> and she's and she's quite unpredictable, um, which I sure. do also think that I'm quite aware of. She can be quite volatile, um, and then with Rael, who is, I mean, she's the rebel. <laughs> and she questions she basically questions every system every uh status quo there could be um and you know this is why i love this is why i love at the end of the day motherland for me is just this ultimate love story and it's just like it's not just the fellowship love between sisters um but seeing this this rebel on the journey of you know having come from such loss and the uh, especially around the grief of her mother, um, mm -hmm. and be displaced and lost without a cause, um, and then kind of being reawakened in love by love, and yet you know, she's not in the know as the audience is that this love is really dangerous mm -hmm. um, and has I you know its own agenda um but i really get a feeling don't you guys get a feeling that i mean how much do you i mean how much do you ship this relationship because i mean just the fans alone i know that everyone is just it's 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 real and uh -uh, and it's hard not those, <laughs> Tally and those two have such, those two have such chemistry on screen and you just yeah also yes i don't know I you was, just want to believe that it's like mm -hmm. it's real i felt though in episode three when when uh Scylla opens up to rael um about her parents finally <laughs> um finally she's not dodging the question dodging uh -huh. yeah, <laughs> thank you thank you gonna <laughs> um but she finally opens up and i kind of felt like okay she you know um this is real for her too i guess she's showing her cards yeah. um, but i i don't know with the way episode four ended with um one of her colleagues uh finding her and threatening her that you know you're still very much reminded that um you know Scylla is here for a reason um yeah well and now i'm concerned that there's someone kind of at her back mm -hmm. uh maybe mm -hmm forcing her, forcing her to do stuff that she doesn't want to. So yeah, I'm starting to feel for Scylla a little bit, but honestly, the relationship I'm rooting for is for the units, all three of you. I loved how you guys came together. Like, Rael showed up for Tally, and Abigail stepped up um, and for Rael's good name. You guys mm -hmm. really came together at the end. And everything was like bright and colorful after everyone mm -hmm. had sex and stuff. It was just a fantastic <laughs> way to end the episode. Enjoy it. And Enjoy so it while it 
lasts. I know. <laughs> no, right? You get that feeling. You get that foreboding feeling that this is. Um, and I actually yeah, also I felt that I, just even on the actors' front, like this was going to be, you know, the episode that we were all going to kind of just catch our breath and have a have a moment of color before all help breaks loose. I guess that's <laughs> you know, why I'm so. Going to move. <laughs> that's why I'm shocked that the wedding episode is the next one because I'm like, oh man, that's that means bad stuff's gonna happen. Really ugly. Uh, I know. So we've only got a little bit of time left, and I want to make sure uh, that my panel gets to ask questions that they prepared for you, Jessica. If that's all right. All right, Bryant. Um, well, you touched on it a little bit, but I want to know just your perspective of you know how the show explores like sexual like fluidity you know with Brielle um being with Scylla and then I guess Scylla also being you know formerly bisexual or still bisexual with a man so just the show's exploration of like sexual fluidity um how do you how do you feel about that like how is it like being a part of that finally because <laughs> <laughs> isn't it isn't isn't it not I mean isn't sex I mean I, I would say sexuality is fluid mm-hmm. I mean that that's my that's my personal opinion. Um, and for a show that celebrates that. Um, and I think, yeah, like Malia says in, on her interviews, like there's no heteronorm. Um, mm-hmm. that, that this world isn't even speaking about um, trying to separate or label. It's really just dropping you right in. Um, and that's beautiful. Yeah, what a beautiful world. <laughs> it really is. I really yeah. hope we can take that. That the audience. Abigail. I mean, I do. I really, really feel. I really feel that the, the fans are resonating with that. Um, so, love is love. Yes, but Abigail, like those two guys, she was like, "Okay, now you two. I was like, "Okay, here we go." Like, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. You never see a poly relationship on television, like yeah. at all. This, this yeah. still got everything. Sorry. Um, yeah, I just wanted to know what was the vocal training like during preparing for this role? Because I know that I guess you had to figure out an American accent and then also because the show mm. is so centered around um, vocal strength, just kind of what was that journey like to prepare for this role? <sighs> okay, well, I will say, um, okay, so <clears throat> having booked the role, um, I was the last to arrive. Um, at the table reading and there was a lot that I still had to catch up on and one of that one of those things was that actually actually there was going to be a huge kind of singing vocal component to it and nowhere in the self-tape nowhere in the brief did I did I see any kind of need to 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 sing or talent for singing Um, the whole cast are brilliant singers I'll just say like I mean Demetria McKinney is basically Whitney Houston Kayla Hickson I don't even get don't don't even get me started on them they are so brilliant they could start a band if they wanted to but um I on the other hand I on the other hand do not possess singing ability and I was petrified that this was actually going to be like us having to really belt it out and it it was but we were um we were we were told that it was also going to be a lot of voice distortion and that, you know, the, the VFX was going to have a huge part of that and there'll be special effects added. And um, it was supposed to be kind of sounds that aren't born from humans. So while it still had to sound like it came from us, um, the sound itself had to kind of sound really supernatural. So we worked with a fantastic vocal coach and, um, you know, he was really focused on just the shaping of our mouths and um, the seed sounds and kind of kind of Elliot's um, vision of what that would sound like and then trying to find what it would look like. Because that was quite a hard thing to like match. We were often given like a sound example and then we were like, okay, how are we going to make this sound look like a actually come out of our mouths <laughs> sorry it was it was awesome it was awesome all right gunner um 
my biggest question is then you being South African and I believe Taylor's Canadian and um, Ashley, Ashley plays Abigail, um, American, how important with already the representation on the show of like the characters and the women in power and the diversity, but even just the actresses themselves all being from different parts of the world, how important thing that is to young viewers coming up into the acting career and just in general? I mean, I still can't believe that I got cast. That is, I mean, that, if I didn't believe in magic, I mean, that for me now makes me a believer because I mean, just, yeah, again, for me, the strength of the show has been in the diversity of cast and that they, that they, you know, flung the net so wide um, for the audition process to find us. Um, and when I put that self-tape out, I mean, I was just taping from my bedroom in Cape Town. I didn't have much behind my name. Um, the, the kissing booth had given me definitely some kind of ev elevation in terms of that the show was receiving a lot of success um, and I was able to obtain uh, international representation because of it and therefore got the self-tape from Motherland. But I mean, you don't think, you don't think the chances aren't in your favor. So, you know, I think most actors um, are just trying to keep it, keep it, you know, trying to protect their hearts from disappointment. And, it, you know, they're just trying to put the self-tape out there in hopes of, and um, it, it, it felt like winning the lottery. I don't, you know, um, and then sitting around the table doing the reading and really meeting all the cast and realizing that we were all from different corners of the world. Um, you just, I mean, that's just rare. I don't know many shows. I, you know, again, <laughs> I'm new to television um, and how casting works. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure of the ins and outs of it, but um, I certainly, I certainly haven't come across um, such a diverse cast. Um, usually, I'm, I'm even the even the production companies that come down and shoot in, in Cape Town and, and use our studios and our fantastic crews. Um, you know, our local talent definitely um you know gets auditions for for the parts that come to shoot but you know m most of the leads are coming from america and that's kind of just the usual and so this being that they would even consider putting a south african as one of the leads i would just what makes me want to cry and um don't get me started on personally um having having met and now know these women um, on and off screen. We love each other like sisters. Um, and we continually tell each other um, that, you know, whatever happens with the show, we're just so grateful that um, it's been the reason to bring us together because that's the one, that's the one beautiful thing about this industry is the collaboration and menagerie of people you come across. Yeah. Um, it's a beautiful education, um, and <laughs> uh, yeah, I I have I can't imagine life without them now. <laughs> so we each well, other's thank you. We're each other's touchstones, and then when it comes to backing each other um, in life, I mean that just goes tenfold with the characters and. Um, I like to think it definitely, you can feel it on the screen. Um, yeah. You can absolutely feel it on the screen. No, there's so much love. love each other. Yeah. <laughs> and to lock and so intensely. You can tell this is the kind of program that everybody on set, uh, the crew, cast, the crew, Elliot, everybody behind this show is giving their all and putting their heart into it. And that's, I think, what makes it so exceptional. We, um, we, we were just like, this is our love letter. Um, and we gave, we literally put in everything that we had. Um, and it's always a risk doing something new because we know, you know, we don't have a comic book that we're going off of and we don't, mm -hmm. um, or a bestseller book or, you know, I think this is, this is, it's a huge risk, but it's something yeah. new and, um, and exciting. It's new and, and yeah, and audience is very excited. Yeah, excited about that. And that just um I yeah, it just makes it 
all the more gratifying, but the process yeah. in itself was just like, well, I, you know, whatever the response, we know that we have done something pretty special. Okay. All the energy in my room just flickered. I think what that's happened? my cue to wrap up. I don't know what that was. Did you guys feel that? Sorry. Um, I don't know if that showed up on screen, like all my lights went off for a second. That's my cue that we have to end the show as much as we could go on and on. And I really enjoy your company. Jessica, thank you so much for being here with us this morning. Thanks, guys. Oh, the time it is at your you. world. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's 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 late. <laughs> okay. Well, then we'll let you go. Um, but before Thank we do, you. where can fans find you online? On Twitter, Instagram, anything like that? Um, Instagram, I guess, is is the is my preferred platform at Jessica Laura Sutton. But I also am on Twitter as Jess Laura Sutton and Facebook, which I don't know if everyone's doing still Facebook because Facebook seems to I don't know have disappeared somewhat. But I'm on Facebook. It's just Jessica Sutton. <laughs> All right, Tori, where can everyone find you? Yes, you guys can find me on Instagram at Toxic Model or on Twitter at Tori with two E's. Gunner? Um, on Instagram, it's Gunner underscore Thomas 88 or on Twitter at Gunner Thomas 888. Brian? You can find me on Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, and TikTok at the Brian Santos and also on After Buzz TV's Quarantine with the Stars. Man, you got it together. I got to get on that. Uh, I'm Kevin Allen. You can find me on Twitter at Kevin Allen Says, Instagram at Kevin Allen Cram. And why not? You can find me on Facebook at Kevin Allen Face. Let's bring it back. Uh, thank you all so much for tuning in. You guys keep us afloat. Uh, You're making us the ESPN of TV talk. Um, tune in next week. We have a very exciting episode. I can already tell from everything you just <laughs> share with us. Um, and we'll see you then. Have a great day. Love Bye, everyone. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.